Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. And I'm Steve. Happy to be back on, guys. Thank you for having me again. We got your boy, Steven. Here you come, that boy. <laughs> that boy. That boy. So today's episode is going to be a little different than our other episodes. We're basically just going to be chatting, bullshitting, bullshitting about uh, stuff we were into as kids and what got us into horror movies. I mean, we started the podcast and we just kind of jumped right into it. We didn't really give anybody, like an idea of who we are and like what got us into horror so we're pretty much just going to be talking and having a giant nostalgia trip with you guys enjoy oh yeah hell yeah <laughs> we hope you guys shout are. out to uh, all my 90s kids out there yeah 80s kids are not invited yeah if you're an 80s kid just turn Get this the fuck turn out. this fucking episode off and just <laughs> come on just leave one. go do something yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright so yeah we'll jump into it I figured I thought a good way to start would be the first horror movie we remember watching. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. All right, yeah, that's a good start. So, for me, the first horror movie I remember watching, and it's going to be a two-parter, I remember being really young and watching Child's Play, and I just remember my mom getting really mad for me watching it, because she's like, she would always be like, oh, you're going to have nightmares, you're going to have nightmares, which I did. I had a lot of nightmares as a kid, which, you know, looking back now, it's kind of funny, but back then I could see why she would get annoyed with me waking up in the middle of the night constantly, like, freaking out. But uh, (laughs) the the second part is, uh, it plays on to that. So I wasn't into, like, actual horror horror movies until... I was around, like, 10, and it was because anytime I wanted to watch a horror movie, my mom would be like, no, you're going to have nightmares, you can't watch it. So it kind of put this, like, thought in my head, like, all right, I can't watch this, I'm going to have nightmares, so it kind of freaked me out. And I had this friend, uh, he was my best friend at the time, and he would try to get me to watch horror movies every time I came to his house, and I'd be like, no, I can't, I'm going to have nightmares, I can't do it. So finally one day, he's like, all right, we're going to watch the new American Pie movie. And I was like, all right, cool. So we sat down and we watched, and he put The Blair Witch 2 on, Book Book of Shadows, and I'm having a fucking anxiety attack. I'm like, dude, I can't watch this. I'm going to have nightmares. He baited you. Yeah, I was fucking baited so bad. (laughs) So he's like, no, no, it's not that scary. Just watch it. And I'm fucking freaking out. I'm like, I can't watch this. He's like, I promise it's not scary. And then he's like, if you get freaked out at any point, we could turn this movie off and we will watch American Pie. And I'm like, all right. So I watched all of um, Blair Witch 2. And then after that, it was just a fucking landslide. Like, I was so <laughs> into it. And I mean, looking back, it's a pretty bad movie in my opinion. But... It opened the doorway. It opened the doorway, and it made me like, okay, I need to watch more. And then after that, it was like any horror movie I could get my hands on, I would watch it. And that that's pretty much what led me to it. Okay. How about you, Sarah? Uh, the first horror movie I remember watching, uh, that's easy. It was uh, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was about five. Which you've brought up nice. every episode. Yeah, I talk about it every episode. Um <laughs> We, I was five, I'm the youngest of six kids. Me and all five of my siblings and my dad were in the living room. My mom had was working an overnight uh, when I was a kid. That's what she did. She worked overnights. And um, my dad, she left. She literally walked out of the door, and I remember it clear as day. We were all sitting in the living room, 
And my dad's like, you guys want to watch a scary movie? And, was, and we were all like, yeah, yeah, we do. Um, and we did. We sat down in the living room all together, blankets all over the floor. Probably some blanket forts involved in this this movie. So yeah, of course. Right and, on, right on. Uh, we watched the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre together as a family, as you should. It's a family yeah, movie, right. so. And, it yeah, is, exactly. I was going to say. Is family, family is a big way, theme, Way so. to keep it in the family, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, as well, uh, I also have very, very uh, vivid memories of watching Tales from the Crypt, like, religiously with my dad. Like, literally every Saturday afternoon, we spent, we'd watch the marathons that were on. Nice. I watched a lot of Tales from the Crypt. And, uh... Star Trek, but <laughs> can't say I'm a fan there. I, I can't say that I am either, but my dad liked it, so I watched it. Uh, I'd say my uh, upbringing was uh, a little bit different than most kids. See, my grandfather and my father um, were huge into horror films, especially like my grandfather. He, he was really into the classics and like. The 50s, like monsters and everything. Mm -hmm. um, Whereas, as far as my dad, I mean, like slashers, uh, anything from like 70s, 80s, and so on. So, my introduction to horror, I guess it was almost like I was raised into it. Yeah. But the first time I ever saw an actual horror film, I was maybe four or five, and I was, uh, I think I was in my room playing with what, uh, my wrestling action figures, and all I hear on the TV is, dun, 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 <laughs> and it's John Carpenter's theme of Halloween, and the movie just started, and we had a really nice surround sound at the time, and I was like, whoa, what is that? You know, like my ear- in the 90s? They did. <laughs> yeah, they did. They were huge-ass speakers, man. <laughs> but let me tell you something. My dad, he was he was very like, I don't know. He liked to be up with the times. All right, since my parents were young, they had me when they were eighteen. So he was he very much uh, you know the latest technology or whatever. Yeah. Like he kind of wanted to have it. So yeah, I hear this haunting theme, which happens to be John Carpenter's, and he's watching the original Halloween. He just bought it at the time on VHS, and. I was just, it was like a moth to a flame. I was drawn in and I sat there and I watched it from start to finish and I had nightmares <laughs> for uh, weeks to come about Michael Myers, like wanting to get me. And my dad thought it was a funny idea. See, I used to go to like Sunday school on the weekends. Me and too. <laughs> I'll never forget. I was talking to the other kids about the movie I just happened to watch, which was, uh, <laughs> John Carpenter's original Halloween. And uh, one of the teacher aides got very concerned. She was like, well, I don't think you should really be talking to that about that, like, right here in front of all these kids, you know. And I was just, I was obsessed. Like, I was like, Michael is this entity, and he's just, like, he's more, he, like, he's not human. Like, he's just, like, all these things are running into my head. And I came home that day, and uh, it happened to be October. So my, my, my dad and our uh, old neighbor – um, who I'm still friends with at the, uh, today, they used to go all out for Halloween. Like, they'd build, like, your own haunted house that every kid in the neighborhood would line up and uh, walk through. That's awesome. So, yeah, he was like, oh, I'm totally being Michael this year. Well, I had to pee, 
Um, <laughs> so I run to the bathroom. I've heard this story. <laughs> and I'm about to, I'm about to, you know, do my thing. And I hear something fall in the shower. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, well, let me go pick that up real quick. I slide open the curtains, the shower curtains, and there standing in front of me is a six-foot figure <laughs> in in a jumpsuit <laughs> and a Michael Myers mask. And no! I'm, not talking, I'm not talking the cheap fucking ones you could buy at the par- Party City because my dad also used to – he, he would invest in, like, really good masks. So this was almost like a replica. Like, it was really good. Like, you could tell the difference between a shitty fucking one you could find anywhere at any party city compared to, like, a detailed one. And he had a legit butcher knife in his hand. <laughs> and I pissed my pants. Pissed everywhere. And my mom was so pissed. She, she legit nut-tapped him. <laughs> and he like punched over and she pulled the mask off. She was like, really, Steve? Really? The kids have been having nightmares for weeks on this shit. And he thought it was funny. And I'm, I mean, in tears. My pants are soaked in piss. But honestly, I love it. I love it. Looking back on it, thank you, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> like so that, so that was my introduction to horror. That's a great, that's a great story. Ah, <laughs> oh, I was... Yeah, I mean, I could tell you, like, Michael Myers feared me as a kid, and I think that's why he's my favorite um, slasher and why Halloween is my all-time favorite. Not only horror movie, but it's my all-time favorite movie. Yeah. It's left such a deep impression on me I that like, I was... I love the Halloween series, I think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember when the he Blu-ray would... box set dropped a couple years yep. ago, and I was like, mm-hmm. it sold out instantly, and I went to the mall, and I'm like, yo, Steven, they got a copy here, and, like... Ten minutes later, you're like, I'm at the mall. Where is it? Yep, yep, yep. I legit, I, I was on my lunch break because I was working at a car dealership at the time. And I called the FYE in Kingston. Yeah. I said, do you guys got this? And they do it. Because, like, I took your word, but I just wanted to call. Yeah. And I said, I'll be right there. Hold on to it. And I went on my lunch break and bought it. And I felt that it was, like, honestly, like a kid opening a Christmas present. Like, I, I just got so excited. And I was like. He's like, man, you're really happy about this, huh? And I was like, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> like, it, Halloween is so huge, especially, like, the franchise and the holiday itself to me and my family. So, Best like, Halloween holiday in the world. Absolutely. And, like, I would just hear the theme as a kid. My dad would fuck with me so bad. He would literally had the soundtrack. He had, I think it was part four he had on cassette. Mm-hmm. And he would just play it just randomly. And oh it was gosh. almost like if you hear it. Like, it summons Michael, so in my imagination at the time is, like, oh, no, the music, oh, my God, like, Michael's here, oh, fuck, yeah, exactly, so I would, I would just hear the song, or the theme, and I'd start crying, because I was like, I, I, I just, I can just picture, like, a, like, a little five-year-old Steven tucked into bed, and then all of a sudden, you just start hearing the theme, and you're just like, no, was it? yes, was it was, like, instantly triggered. Was it my cousin Amber who did that to you, where she called you a bunch of times from a block? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so there was, like, a... When we first started dating. Yeah, when like we first started dating, first dating, there was, like, a five-month period where all fucking day my phone would ring from a block number, and every time I answered it, it was the Halloween theme, and I find <laughs> out five months later that it was Sierra's cousin just randomly calling me and playing the theme <laughs> over the phone. <laughs> I'd be a little concerned if that's all I heard was the theme. Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> or I'd be like, you got great taste. I did. That was funny. Yeah, I forgot. Oh about shit. shit. I, I but yeah, that uh, that opened the doorway for me on horror. Like it really, and it, 
I think it was just love at first sight, even though I was crying I at the so, end of the night. I feel so stupid looking back, though, because, like, like I said, I was absolutely terrified to watch horror movies because of how my mom was with me. Like, you're going to have nightmares. She's scared of Freddy Krueger. Yeah, my mom's terrified of Freddy Krueger. But she's like, you're going to have nightmares, you're going to have nightmares. But I was so into, like, anything horror-themed that could go back to kids. Like, scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, Goosebumps. Are you afraid of the dark? I used to watch... um, Steven, I don't know if you ever watched it, but Sierra and I were talking about it last night, and I forgot about it. And so I'm glad that she brought it up because it was a big part... I, I remember watching um, Beyond Belief Factor Fiction with my parents. Yes, yes, yes. I've yeah. watched a couple episodes on that before. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible to watch now. Like going, but it's I so remember. Cheesy. Yeah, it's so we cheesy. Kids, it was so creepy. Yeah, when I was a kid, I remember watching episodes and I was like fucked from it. I was like, this is so scary. <laughs> I think that's what. Yeah. That's what got me into Bigfoot. I think it was seeing an episode on on that. My grandfather and I were watching. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, you know, because I didn't know what a Bigfoot was at the time. <laughs> and then I, 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 like, asked my grandfather. I looked at him as a, well, what, what is it? Is it real? And then he stopped. He, like, turned down the volume, and then he told me a story <laughs> that happened to him and two of my uncles when they were fishing late one night. And instantly I was like, holy shit. I was like, this thing is real. And then from there sparked my love. We have, <laughs> we have so many real-life concerns in the world. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> And that was the moment Steven realized what the real world was. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Sasquatch is real. <laughs> but um, I guess like getting on topic with like some of the stuff we're gonna be talking about. Like, I, do you guys get to start with Goosebumps? Yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I think I remember out of everything Goosebumps the most, and I think it's because I read the books and watched the show. Where, like, Same. Are You Afraid of the Dark and everything, like, it, it was just a TV show, so <clears throat> I couldn't really, like, follow along with both, but I was so into Goosebumps, and I had, like... It's so bad to watch now, though, oh my yeah, god. But, oh, terrible. that's the beauty of it. I, I watched it all with Dylan's, um, Dylan's youngest brother, like, a couple of years ago, we, like, marathoned it when I was babysitting him, and it's like, we're, like, watching it, um, the, the Camp Nightmare or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so terrible like and it's like it had such a cool setup to be like a scary episode and then i at the end it like you like you find out everyone's an alien and they're actually on an, another planet yeah and yeah. it's just really bad the show threw some twists at you and like i feel like i remember the show being a lot cheesier than the books but i feel like that's because when i was reading the books i was kind of giving it a darker tone in my head because mm-hmm. like I wasn't picturing, like, cheesy acting and, like, cheesy lines and stuff. I was just like, no, these people are dying. This is serious shit right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I must have had, like, at least 50 of them at one point when I was a kid. And unfortunately, uh, during my mom's divorce, a lot of it got lost. I even had a slappy dummy. That's awesome. That I, it was, uh, it, now, it wasn't based off the, the, the TV show one because that one has red hair. Yeah. It was based off the one in the book, so it looked just like the one on the cover of like Night of the Living Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, like the, I remember seeing it in a JC Penny catalog of all things. <laughs> but it was like Slappy the Dummy and I got it as like a fucking Christmas present from my aunt. And yeah, to have the books. I even had the fucking at one point I had a goosebumps bedspread. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It had, like, the killer hamster thing on it. It had Slappy. It had the mummy, uh, the, the Curse of the Mummy or whatever. Mm-hmm. A bunch of different characters and the fucking G logo everywhere. 
I feel like and it was like purple and green. It was so cool. I feel like so nineties. So like yeah, I feel like there's so many iconic like Goosebumps books and episodes too. Like um, Say Cheese and Die. I was really excited to watch the episode for, which fell a little short for me watching it now. But that used to be one of my favorites. And uh, how could it? It's got Ryan Gosling exactly. in it. Exactly, America's sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, even though he's Canadian, but hey. <laughs> Canadian sweetheart. <laughs> Canadian? Yeah. Canadian. Which, you know, it's, um, that is a, that and Are You Afraid of the Dark, they are Canadian shows. Yeah. Like, if you pay attention, like, you'll hear the slip of the aboot and, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, a little bit of that. And then, like, I had to look it up because I was like, I hear Canadian accents here. Well, there's so many like, it, Canadian actors and actresses that were on the shows that are bigger now. Like, I remember uh, seeing Jay Baruchel on Are You Afraid of the Dark and, like, mm-hmm. Just stuff like that. It was really cool. But um, the, the show, I remember specific episodes of the show that really creeped me out as a kid. One of them was the werewolf of uh, Fever Swamp. I'm so happy you said that, man, because that that was one one episode that truly scared me. Dude, I've rented it with uh, my friend who was in the, got me to watch Blair Witch Project, too. Awesome. We Yeah, we rented it. Because we were both really into Goosebumps, and he was big into horror, and he's like, if you're not going to watch a horror movie, I'll at least watch Goosebumps with you. He was freaked out, and we were like, we need to turn this off now. And I rented it a couple years ago after I was, like, back in, like, I started really getting into horror, and Mm -hmm. I still, like, it freaked me out so bad, and I haven't watched it since I was a kid, so I don't know if it still holds up today. It probably doesn't. I think I remember the guy, like, playing fetch with the werewolf at the end of the episode or some shit. Oh, no, 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 no. He's, um, no, that's not... Uh, what episode... That's actually Are You Afraid of the Dark, that he plays fetch with the werewolf. Was it? That's, uh, yeah, yeah, because I just watched that episode recently. So, um, uh, what was it? Uh, werewolf of Fever Swamp? That's got a lot more of a darker ending to it where, like, uh, the kid Grady, um, like, you know, after everything happens, like, his parents go to check on him. Mm-hmm. And then there's that jump scare where, like, the werewolf jumps out of the bed, which when I first saw that as a kid, I fucking – again, I almost pissed myself because, like – That's why I loved Goosebumps, though, is, like – Sometimes like every, they definitely did. They I had those like jump every, scares. Not even that, but, like, every episode, like – and the books, too, like, it seems like it has this, like, happy ending, and then there's this one last twist at the end where it's just like, well, everything is not okay. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and it turns it. out, that, like, that's a dream, and then Grady wakes up again, but then it's a full moon, and he starts howling, so it's like, oh, shit, like, you know, now is Grady the werewolf, or did he catch, like, you know, the fever of Fever Swamp? Yeah. But, yeah, that was actually, that... And uh, Neither the Living Dummy Part 3 are my two top favorite episodes. Yeah. I... Typically Part 3. Was there ever a Part 1? Um, a Part 1 episode. Hmm? No, not not an episode. There mm-hmm. was, see, there was Neither the Living Dummy 2, then there was Bride of the Living Dummy, and then there was Neither the Living Dummy 3. It's, fu- it's so funny, too, because there's certain episodes that you could tell are complete, like, Night of the Living Dummy and Bride of the Living Dummy is obviously like a kid's spin on Chucky and Bride of Chucky. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Totally. Even though, actually, now that you think about now that I think about it, what if Bride of Chucky is a spin of that? Because, like, That's if I'm not mistaken, Goosebumps came out before, like, those episodes came out before Bride of Chucky. Yeah. You, yeah, you're probably right. I don't know <coughs> like, the dates or anything, but... Let's be real. The bride of anything is is ripping off Frankenstein. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. 
But uh, no, I now, a there's huge Goosebumps kid. You weren't a big Goosebumps kid. Like I liked no? it and I watched it. I, I think I got into Goosebumps after it had started to die out. Like I would got into Goosebumps when they were starting to do the reruns, like constantly. Oh, see, like, I remember after the show was already ended and they like played it. I want to say they played it on um, ABC after school. Yeah, they played. Or it was like ABC Family. I think they played it. Yeah. On. See, yeah, probably the reruns because I remember as a kid coming home from school, getting my homework done, and then on Fox 5, they would do, like, X-Men, uh, Spider-Man, the, uh, uh, what was it, Bobby's World. They would do a bunch of these old 90s cartoons, uh, and then Goosebumps would come on around 5 p.m., yeah. and, like, I knew, like, that, they would be on for an hour, so it would show two episodes, and I was glued, like, instantly, because, <laughs> again, seeing the books as a kid and always, like, oh, that book's got monsters on it, I'm instantly drawn to it. And then fast-forwarding to the show after, like, I couldn't even really read at the time. Um, when I first started watching the show, like, you know, you're four years old. You can only read so much. But I just remember staring at, like, the actual covers of the books and just being absolutely fascinated. And then I started to read the books way, you know, like, once I could, you know, read on a yeah. comfortable level, of course. I remember I had this thing. I think my mom used to work at the tran- like the the Rosendale dump, the transfer station, but it's the the dump, and she she like uh, people would like drop toys off and she'd like bring them home. So I remember we had ended up getting and it was Kyle's and I had it. I rem- I have a specific memory of playing with this thing in my car, and it was like a plastic replica of the books almost. When you opened it, it said something, but it was say cheese and die. Okay. Nice. But yeah, I remember that. That's and like I said, I wasn't huge into Goosebumps. Kyle liked it, was more into Goosebumps than I was. But uh, I remember playing with that toy in my car. Yeah, I was glued to the books, and I like, I love the original series. I loved the Give Yourself Goosebumps books, but I always cheated. Where you choose your own. Yeah, where you choose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anybody who's listening who doesn't know, it's uh, there are these books and. You would read up to a certain point, and then it would say, like, oh, you hear a knock at the door, and it's like, if you open it, turn to page 50. If you ignore it, turn to page 30. And you just basically go through the whole book and choose these things, and there's, like, different endings depending on what you choose. But I always cheated because I wanted to make it go on as long as possible. So I'd, like, skip to the page, and if it ended with me dying, I would just go back and (laughs) (laughs) just go to the next option. But uh, I love those. And then they did... um, Goosebumps 2000, which my favorite Goosebumps books were in that series, and it was Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, they did one direct, like based off of the I movie. Don't, it, it might not have been Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It, it might have been like Invasion of the Body Grabbers or something. It was like, but but it was pretty like much paying thing, homage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Were those the holographic covered ones? I think so, but I'm not. I don't remember too much. I don't have the books anymore. I have no idea what happened to any of my Goosebumps books because I used to Same. have you gave, so many. You gave some of them to that kid I used to babysit for. It's uh, hold on, I just looked it up. Invasion of the Body Squeezers. That's what it's called. <laughs> it was close, then. You yeah. were close. And uh, but I anything R.L. Stein really like Ghost of Fear Street. I would, yes. Yeah, those books were really good, and I if I remember right, they were like a lot more darker than. I think they were made for, like, people of, like, the 12-year-old and up kind of demographic. Because I do remember a couple of those where I was like, whoa, you know, like, this is... This isn't as campy and children-friendly as, like, Goosebumps normally is. Like, we're definitely stepping into something a little deeper and darker here. Like like I said, anything R.L. Stein, And then, um, I haven't watched, uh... What's the other show? You wanted to bring it up, Steven. The Haunting Hour? 
Oh, yeah, The Haunting Hour. Okay. I'm not too familiar uh, with it, so... Yeah, uh, pretty much The Haunting Hour was, like, the Millennials' uh, goosebumps. That's the best way to describe it. Like, okay. it first came out in 2010, and it had, like, one season. It, like, debuted on Halloween, I believe, that year, or something like that. And then it, had, it, it went up to four seasons, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And it ended in the year 2014. So it didn't live that very long. And I'm actually ashamed because there were a couple of episodes. Like, um, I think it was, like, Pumpkinhead something. That was a good one. That was a Halloween episode. Like, there were a couple on there. All right, they had one that was, like, slappy where it was, like, about this girl who gets, like, a life-size, like, doll that you could, like, customize and, like – the mob ends up becoming obsessed with it. It's called, like, Lily D or some shit like that. But for some reason, I found it – it was – it wasn't as good as Goosebumps. But I was like, oh, that's cool that R.L. Stein, Stein still has, like, a kind of show like that out there. Yeah. And it, it totally just paid homage to what Goosebumps was about. It always it always took place in the suburbs like Goosebumps mostly did mm. for most episodes, you know. And it, it kind of followed that same format and – I just always thought that was neat, and unfortunately, I lived a short life. But you know, it was it was cool just to kind of be like, "Oh, R.L. Stein, a new show." Now, not, if to you're get, a fan. not to get too recent, but like, did you watch the Goosebumps movie that came out last year? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I actually I liked it because um, it reminded me almost, and, and maybe I'll get some hate for this, but I just had this vibe, almost like a modern day Monster Squad. Okay. Yeah, I Except for not not as like. PG-13, but more kids-friendly. But yeah. for what it was, I did enjoy it. And I, I loved the R.L. Stein cameo was, at the end. I thought it was all right. Like, I I feel like it was too, like, there was kid-oriented. Like, I know it's going to be a kid's movie, but it was more of a comedy than Yeah, they went Goosebumps too silly. Oh, yeah. They yeah. went slightly too yeah. silly with it. It would have been good if, if it was, like, at least a little spooky. Like, like it, didn't, it, it didn't even feel like eerie where like the goosebumps series did feel eerie when you watched it like it was like not so scary but like it was weird yeah i think there's something off i think my favorite part of watching the movie was just being able to point out like oh that's the invisible ghost like just Mm -hmm. it just was such a callback to like my childhood just being like oh i know what this is i know what this is and like i almost feel bad because like kids watching the movie now they're not gonna get that same enjoyment Uh, because they're not gonna know what most of the stuff is i think it was meant though because like people our age have kids yeah you know so it was like something that they could watch with their kids and enjoy yeah we don't have yeah (laughs) i got a little stepsister and um she she knew nothing about Goosebumps, and one day, like, uh, I always find time during October to run through them, or any time that I'm bored, actually, for that matter, now that it's on Netflix, but uh, I, this was when the movie was coming out, and uh, she saw the preview, and she was like, oh, well, what's that? Like, that does that looks interesting. I said, oh, no, you gotta, you gotta take a look at the actual Goosebumps, so I threw up on the Netflix, and uh, her and I just sat through, like, five episodes straight, and she loved it. And she was like, this was on when you were, I said, even when I was younger than you, this was on. She's like yeah. probably nine now. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, even when I was younger than you, like this was on TV. Mm-hmm. And she, she was like so fascinated. And she was like, sometimes she'll ask me like, Hey, can we watch goosebumps? And I'm like, Oh, totally. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause that's cool. I it's think just it was like definitely more of a, are you afraid of the dark? Kid? I loved, are you afraid of the dark? I feel oh. like it was creepier. See, yeah. It was definitely yes. scarier, but my thing with, are you afraid of the dark? Like, I can't remember too many, like, I've watched, so like, I used to do nothing but watch Are You Afraid of the Dark when I'd go to my grandparents' house, 
but I can only recall like a few, few episodes, episodes yeah. but it's like when we were scrolling through, cause I like pulled up, are you afraid of the dark? And I was looking through some episodes when we were like looking into doing this episode and there's a lot of episodes that I remember watching that mm-hmm. I wouldn't remember if I didn't like look into it. But yeah, no, I think when it comes to Are You Free of the Dark, the episode that I always <clears throat> remember is the the dollhouse episode where the girl, like, uh, she somehow becomes a doll pretty much, and she's yeah. in the dollhouse, and her whole family moves out and leaves her, and they have no clue what happened to her. They think she disappeared, but she just is in. She lives in the dollhouse. I remember that episode, and it, it creeped me out so bad because my sister had this big old Victorian dollhouse when we were little, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so oh, you're no. like, oh, shit, I'm going to no. get trapped in there. Yeah, I was terrified of it, and my sister used to, like, my, my all my siblings, being the youngest out of six kids, all of my siblings used to fuck with me in different ways. Like, my brother Michael once locked me and my cousin Brooke in our basement, and I've told Dylan this story. Our basement was freaking creepy. In, the, in in my first house I lived in, it was like a stone basement, like the stone foundations. He would lock us down there, and it was like dirt floor, uh, like jars of stuff. Like, I don't even know what was in these jars. He would lock us down there and be like, the boogeyman's going to get you, or like Freddy, or Leatherface, or whatever. Like, you know, everything that I he knew I was afraid of, he's like... Leatherface lives in the basement. I'm like, great. Yeah, no, basements are not fun. I can agree with you. Especially after watching a movie called A House by the Cemetery. Mm. Uh, Ruined basements for me as a kid (laughs) for a long time. But, I, you know, before we jump into Are You Afraid of the Dark, like, I say let's run through some of our favorite episodes of Goosebumps. Do any of you guys have, like, specific ones that just really you, you could find yourself watching over and over again um as a kid i really liked the episode it was a two-part episode it was cat people okay <laughs> and that's because uh the the makeup at the end creeped me out you because hate cats. the lady like turns into like this cat hybrid and it was just really <coughs> strange are you sure you're um, not talking about the musical cats no it's not the musical cat you know that actually that musical creeped me out yeah. so i can understand do but um, that, or uh, I also like the books for this, too. I really loved Monster Blood, and I don't know why. Oh, yeah. It wasn't, like, scary, but it was just, I don't know. A good reason, story, yeah. yeah I had to read Monster really Blood for my it. book report. Yeah, and I loved uh, the twist at the end where you find out that it was, like, his aunt, his mute aunt that he was staying mm-hmm. with was, like, this mm-hmm. witch, and she put a curse on the, the Monster Blood. It was just some toy, and she put a curse on it, and... uh I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the episode I remember most from Goosebumps, uh, I want to say it was like, don't look in the basement or... Stay out of the stay basement. Out of the stay out of the basement. basement yeah. Where the dad was like fucking with plants. Yeah. It has like a very little shop of horror feel to it. And, oh yeah, um, for sure. I definitely, I remember uh, sleeping over at my cousin's house and uh, renting that. And she was younger than I was. So that wasn't... Like, it was a long time ago, but it wasn't, like... I wasn't, like, little, little. I was probably, like, nine or ten. I remember that one the most out of any of the... And Say Cheese or Die, but I think everybody remembers Say Cheese and Die. Yeah. Yeah. Stay Out of the Basement gave me anxiety as a kid because I was like, oh, shit, they're going to get caught. Oh, shit, they weren't supposed to go down there. (laughs) Like, you know as a kid when you're not supposed to do something. I mean, when you have a a (laughs) book or an episode that's called Stay Out of the Basement, and then you get to the point where they're going in the basement, you're like, all right, well, I don't know about this. Yeah, but it was a good thing. It's like, oh, you're going to 
be in so much trouble. Like you just put yourself because you're like you're a kid too, and you're like, oh man, dude, Secretly they're gonna be in so much trouble. Weed down there. That's what was really happening. What's that? I said their dad was growing weed down there. Oh, he was just fucking growing that OG Kush. <laughs> that was the shit in the '90s. Still is the shit today. But uh, I think my big, the biggest disappointment in the Goosebumps TV show for me was one day at Horrorland. Oh, that one just got silly. Dude, they, like, the book, I remember the book was just out there, but then the episode, it was like, they're, it turned into like a game show, and they had like yeah. these monsters running a game show, and I was like, what the hell is this? Just like, oh yeah, just some sideshow amusement park, and then fucking they're fighting for their lives, but yeah, it's revealed it's a game show, and then like, at the end, the monsters are watching TV, and they're like, humans are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We but, suck pretty bad. But yeah, I'd think... say so. They weren't that far off. <laughs> what was your favorite, though, Steven? Um, for me, uh, Werewolf of Fever Swamp. Uh, I'm going to say the ones that I actually owned on VHS, because I would go out of my way at, uh, I think it was called Suncoast Videos. Yeah, we still have and... one down here, dude. Oh, you guys do! You lucky sons of bitches! <laughs> it's yeah. basically Fuck. FYE. It is. It's the same thing as it's FYE. It's the same thing now. as FYE. I'm so happy you guys remember that, though. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so I would I would go there. All right, so I first would rent them on VHS to the point where my parents are like, he rents these so much, we might as well just, like, yeah. pick some up. Yeah. Because, all right, do you guys remember the time... When Price Chopper, you could rent movies. I'm really dating us here. I know there are plenty of people out there that remember this, but at I one point, really went to Price Chopper, but we had a movie rental place that was down the road for me that we Did went it, to is like it true every Price Chopper day. shut down. I think they're still open, at least the one in Middletown, and that's the one. Like they would. All right, now what is the floral shop? I you used to be able to rent VHSs there, and for some, they would always have a bunch of Goosebumps ones. So. Anytime I, I'd stay with my dad's mom, like, I would instantly, like, rent Goosebumps uh, movies or even with my parents themselves. I would constantly rent them, like, having sleepovers. Like, okay, well, my mom would be like, you can't show horror films, Stephen, because I don't think they're uh, – the other parents were approved. Like, she would always remind me, like, you know, you were raised a little differently. So, yeah, you're an <laughs> – see, I was that kid that actually got calls to home because I was drawing really graphic um, – pictures in like kindergarten and in like elementary school like all that i would draw like you know any kind of monster eating some kind of human or like something really graphic but in my head like and even though my my parents explained steven this is a movie this isn't real this is fake i just had an active imagination yeah so i knew like but for you know the principals and everything and the teachers they were very concerned with my drawings yeah yeah and i get that in today's society you got so many like school shootings and shit but Really, it was just me being such a fan at an early age. So whenever I'd have sleepovers, they'd be like, well, Steven, you can't show these movies. So I remember going to the video store, and I'm like, all right, can we at least settle on Jaws? Because that's PG. And then uh, we just rented a shit ton of Goosebumps. And out of of all of them seeing, my favorite's got to be Night of the Living Dummy, uh, part three in particular. I just love that one. Uh, because it just get it, it, at the end where like the cousin turns into the zombie, the dummy. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking madness. Werewolf of Fever Swamp was scary as hell. Um, the Haunted Mask Part One and Part Two yeah. for me were awesome. I mean, those masks were terrible. They were frightening. And I actually, as a kid, like I'm 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 a serious Goosebumps nerd. Looking back on, it, I mean, I had Bedspread, 
slappy, and I had a plastic replica I got for Christmas of the haunted mask, but it looked more like it didn't look like the one on the show. It looked like the actual one on the Goosebumps um, book cover. Yeah, the green but, one. Yeah, it, yeah. So it looked more like that one. But I had that, um, and I love that it had to do with Halloween. So like, I you know those were favorites of mine. Also, one thing I loved about Goosebumps too is you would find a lot of cameos from other episodes. For example, Shocker on Shock Street, which mm-hmm. is another favorite. Um, if you look in the background. There's the werewolf from uh, Werewolf of Fever Swamp, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of masks um, from the Haunted Mask series. So I, remember, I always thought that was cool. Yeah, I remember that they incorporated episode, that. I don't remember what episode it was, but I specifically remember watching an episode and like pointing out Slappy like in the background. <clears throat> yeah, they would always uh, just draw, throw these little hints, like, "Hey, you know, the universe is somehow connected in the Goosebumps world." Yeah. So yeah, that one was a favorite, and um, another one that creeped me out actually. Um, and made me scared of lawn gnomes was Attack of the Lawn Gnomes. Like, for a while, as a kid, I didn't trust lawn gnomes. I was like, I thought they were the most evil fucking things in the world. Well, that's... My my neighbor had a bunch of them, and I was like, nope, nope, nope. That was the first Goosebumps episode that I remember watching that was a two-part episode. And I just remember being... Attack of the Lawn Gnomes? Yeah, I remember just being so disappointed at the end of the first part, because it was like, alright, like, now I have to wait to find out what happens, and... Oh, it didn't air it, like, right afterwards? It, like, waited until nah. next week? I think I might uh, watch, like, a rerun of it. Okay. Fun fact, one of the guys, because um, you notice when the gnomes come alive, you could tell it's someone under there, right, in a suit. The same guy, the one that does most of the talking, mm-hmm. is the same guy that plays as Slappy. Because if you notice in some of the Netherling dummies, you can clearly tell that's a human running. Yeah, and it's the same exact voice and the same exact guy. So I thought that was cool that they used the same guy for like the gnome and and for Slappy. So yeah. like I was like, oh shit, that's totally Slappy's voice. <laughs> like that's the same fucking guy. He's the same height and everything. So that, I, I always thought that was cool. But yeah, those were my favorite uh, Goosebumps episodes for sure. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, let's get into. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> um. Well, Sirius said hers, the the Dollhouse episode was her favorite. I, the one that I remember the most that I bring up all the time is um, the tail. Dead, Dead Man's Float. float. Yeah, Dead yep. Man's Float. It's terrifying. The, the monster in it is so creepy. Like you can throw that monster in like a rated R modern horror movie, and it'd be fucking creepy. <laughs> yep. Uh, the first time I saw that episode, uh. Uh, back with the Kids' Choice Awards with the splat and everything and all that good shit. Yeah. Like, back when Kids' Choice Awards was fun in the 90s, you know? Like, everyone was getting slimed. Splat was a thing. Uh, they showed that episode afterwards because, you know, it would come on, like, later p- times at night for Nick. Yeah. And my friend Chris Figluzzi and I were fucking shaking <laughs> from that episode. Yeah. <laughs> we were fucking terrified. I remember, too, um... The episode where the kid steals the clown nose. Uh, episode it was. Tale of the... Oh, um, Laughing in the Dark. Yes. Yeah, He steals the, the clown nose. That one fucked me up as a kid. Yes. Like, yeah. The, the, the cigar-smoking clown. Yeah. And then uh, I brought one up to Sierra, too, and I... She didn't really remember it, but I, we started talking about it a little more, and I think she caught on, um, The Tale of the Thirteenth Floor. That mm-hmm. one, it wasn't scary. It was just weird. Like, these kids kept going to the 13th floor, and they were hanging out with these, like... It was, like, this weird, crazy world there. 
And then I think it turned out at the end that it was, like, aliens. And they were, like, trying to convince the kids to go with them. Always trying to beat the kids. Always and that, almost every epi- episode, I swear. <laughs> that was, like, um, the one where the kids, uh, they're playing hide-and-seek hide in the graveyard. And they tell about this old man. His ghost, like haunts there but it turns out the kids are actually ghosts and they're like trying to get them to join the other side yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah i remember that yeah i'm just like I, and you know what's funny is my sister and i were watching that episode last week because i wanted to run through a bunch and like refresh my memory i didn't really remember that one but off the bat i said yo watch i bet you these kids are like actually dead and i called it and my <laughs> sister was like damn you're good She's like, I didn't even think that at first. I was like, I bet you. I was like, something gives me this vibe that these fucking kids are not real. There's or they're not I alive. Remember, there's something I remember watching as a kid, and I think it was Are You Afraid of the Dark, but I could never find it, like, being older. It might have been something completely different, but I remember <clears> watching an episode of a show, and it was at my grandparents' house, and um, it was like, everybody in the world disappears except for this girl, and she's in a mall, and she keeps seeing this, like, other person there. And that, I don't remember if it was Are You Afraid of the Dark or not, but it, like, I, it fucked me up as a kid because it was just, like, creepy that there was nobody there. And that just freaked me out, just that theme in general. It could have been because there was, like, seven seasons of that show. So there's, like, there's a lot of episodes there. Um, I tried to rewatch an episode last night, and it was, like, as Dylan's, like, all right, we're going to watch this episode. I don't even remember what it was. But I'm like, okay, and it comes on, and you know how they're, like, all sitting around the campfire, and they're, like, messing around, and then they're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the tale of the, and then they throw the salt in the fire, and it sparks and whatever. I was like, Dylan, this isn't the first season. And he's like, <laughs> why do you say that? I said, those are not the kids from the first season. I remember <laughs> the kids from the first season. It's not that. Yeah, that, there was, like, a return, because there was a couple of years where the show didn't air, and then the one kid's brother ends up being leader of the Midnight Society, and he brings in, like, a new batch of kids. And on that first episode, he's, like, submitted for the approval of the new uh, Midnight Society, and then he, like, throws the shit in the fire. Yeah, see, I don't remember too much. I feel like there was one um, that I remember watching. Uh, I don't remember thoroughly the episode, but I'm pretty sure they had an Are You Afraid of the Dark about... uh, the Headless Horseman. Yeah, they yes, did. they did. Yep. I remember that Hollow. episode. I remember that mm-hmm. episode. That was a good one. I remember watching it with Kyle. I I remember. I love anything like Headless Horseman related, just because that like that's where we're from. We're from yeah. New York, so you <laughs> yeah. Know. I used to have a doctor down in uh, Terrytown, so anytime it was cool. Whenever I'd have to pass through like that town around the fall time of the year, mm-hmm. oh man, that, that town really goes all out, and they don't even have to do much. You could just like. It's cool because there's little banners of, like, the horsemen around, too. So, like, you know, like, oh, shit. Yeah. This is where it all happened. I've I've gone camping in Sleepy Hollow with my dad when I was a kid. And I just, like... Oh, that's I was I was so freaked out because I was like, <laughs> yo, this is where the Headless Horseman's from. And we're fucking camping here. We're so stupid. Yeah, it's I the most notorious ghost story. <laughs> ghost story, yeah. Now, what I don't get about the Headless Horseman attraction is how come it's not in Terrytown where the... Where it took place. Because the the Jubies that own it are from here. And they use oh, Headless Horseman because okay. it, would, it would attract okay. people. And they use it as a theme. So, like, the Headless Horseman, they change the theme every year, but the Headless Horseman is always somehow involved in it, which didn't gotcha. make sense because the year I worked there, we were, like, doing, like, a mining town. Mm-hmm. And the Headless Horseman was there, so, like, the years just didn't add up. 
You know, that's actually a goal. I still have yet, you know, living in New York for all my life, I've still yet to go to uh, the actual Headless Horseman. I went um, as a kid, and I the hayride, I was cracking up the entire time. And uh, I went with my friend, the one who I've been talking about this whole episode. Um, we went, and we were, like, cracking up the entire time. And everybody was terrified to sit at the edge of the the ride. And we were, like, hanging off with, like, our feet hanging off the edge and just laughing at anything that came up while everybody's freaking out. But then we nice. went to the corn maze part, which they drop you off, like, at the other side of the, the cornfield. And Not you have anymore, to though. And you have to make your way through the corn maze to get now back to the entrance. you get dropped off at the Lunar Motel. Yeah. But, um, my friends, we were with my friend's mom because we were only, like, 10 or 11 at the time. And she was the one that was scaring me through the corn maze because she'd start, like, screaming at the top of her lungs. <laughs> and I'd jump every time. I'd be like, God damn it, get me the fuck out of here. I can tell you working at Headless Horseman is probably ten times more fun than going through Headless Horseman. <laughs> oh, I bet. I've made, I, okay, I've gotten punched in the face <laughs> by men. I've made grown men pee their pants. Like... I I fucking loved that job. <laughs> when I had to do um, community service for graduating high school, on the Orange County Fairgrounds, uh, they would do a haunted house. This community called the 4K or some sh- four leaf something. Yeah. 4H. 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 There you go. There you go. Yeah. So I would uh, volunteer the there in, in the Orange County Fairgrounds, and let me tell you, being a part of a haunted house, especially if you're a horror movie fan. Scaring someone is so much fun. almost equal as the thrill of being scared. Like I had no, it's it's it seriously is. It's so much fun, and it's like uh, at like working at the Headless Horseman. Like if you're from, I don't know if people outside of New York really know about it, but the Headless Horseman. Oh, I'm sure they do. It's the number one haunt, haunted attraction in America. You know, so working there, it's like you're getting makeup done by professional makeup artists. Like you have theater quality costumes that you're in. And it's like nobody recognizes you, and 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 I've worked there to the point where I've seen people I know come through, and it's like, you know, you see them and you're like, oh hey, uh, John, hey John, why are you here tonight? Like you know, and it's so much better, you know, because <laughs> yeah. they're like, why, how the fuck do you know my name? <laughs> you know, and and uh, I love that, I love that. It's fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, mentioning Zebo the clown there, and from laughing in the dark, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, do you guys remember the other clown episode called The Tale of the Crimson Clown? Yes. Uh, okay. So, fun, funny thing I just noticed. Um, when the kid grabs the game cartridge that he, like, stole from... He stole the money from his brother for the mom's birthday present? Yeah. <clears throat> if you look on the cover of the game, it says... Zebo's big playhouse and it's the fucking clown from laughing in the dark and i was like oh shit like way to drop a cameo there from another episode just like goosebumps and i, I got really hyped on that i was yeah. like that's cool yeah i don't like i said before like i've i i always preferred are you afraid of the dark over goosebumps but i can recall oh, it was scarier yeah so i can recall it, so much oh, more like from the opening goosebumps. alone yeah Talk yes i wanted to talk about the that swings and everything so creepy it, it wasn't the swings that got me you you know the shot where they're panning up to the attic and there's that fucking doll sitting in the chair yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. all right i'm not scared of dolls whatsoever in fact Dylan i is mean terrified i am absolutely <laughs> fucking terrified we know <laughs> <laughs> knowing Dylan all these years yes uh he has admitted that fear to me <laughs> but all right so like all right that doll 
really fucked me up as a kid. Now, this is a kid who had the slappy dummy. All right, I had a bunch of ventriloquist dummies in my room. I had a Chucky doll in my room as a kid. But that didn't doll, bother me. That doll was too scary. That fucking doll you gave me nightmares. No. Nightmares. It's yes. Not- and it honestly, I think the scariest part was the intro just because of the fucking doll right there. It's funny. I would just stare at it and be like, oh my gosh, dude, that thing is fucking horrifying. When I was a kid, I had um, porcelain dolls. I still have them, but they're not up anymore. But um, when I was 11, my grandma passed away, and she left me a ton of dolls, a ton of, like, these old Victorian porcelain dolls, and I had them all up in my room up through high school. And then Dylan came to my house, like, the first time he ever had been to my house, and he's in my room, and he's like, Terrified. I was. I thought he might break up with me because he up how freaked out he was by the dolls in my room. So, uh, I mean, they stayed up for a while after that, but I think within a couple of years I had taken them down because he was so freaked out by them. Yeah, dude, I remember going to Sierra's house and we'd be, like, up watching, like, a horror movie or just hanging out. and Dead silence. Yeah, and she'd be like, she'd be like, all right, I'll be right back. I'm going to go, like, get a drink or, like, her mom would call her downstairs or something. And I'd just be, like, sitting up there and just, like, look around and all the dolls are up there and I'm like, I'm going to fucking die. I'm going to fucking die. Do you remember the, the, the big, the giant doll I had? Yep. I had a porcelain doll that was probably up to my hip and, uh, that was, like, my grandmother's favorite doll that, and I ended it, uh, my cousin had it and she insisted, she's like, I can't keep this thing. And I was like, why? She's like, it freaks me out. I was like, why? It's a, it's a beautiful doll. It's not it's not scary. And she's like, the thing moves. <laughs> I was like, no, it doesn't. And she's like, Syrah, that thing trips me. It moves. And it, like, sat in a rocking chair, but, like, you could stand it up and everything. Yo, that's crazy. Because, like, all right, my um, step-grandmother, she had probably, it was a three-and-a-half-foot porcelain doll, mm-hmm. and it was of a clown. And it always sat in a small rocking chair was in the corner of the room. Was it a cigar? No, no. It was it was just a normal clown, but it was a porcelain doll. And it was like, I'd say maybe three feet tall. And it would sit in the corner of her. She had two living rooms. And one of them, um, I, I had to sleep in that living room that night. And I remember staring, staring at that clown in the corner. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm not scared of dolls, but, like, this is uneasy feeling. Like... There is a three and a half foot clown just sitting there in a rocking chair staring at me right now. I had a clown porcelain doll. I'm sure Dylan remembers my clown porcelain doll. And it was um, this one. Like, you know how most porcelain dolls, I don't know how well you know porcelain dolls, but usually they don't, they have porcelain faces, hands, yep. and feet. But like the rest mm-hmm. is like not porcelain. Um, yeah. This one was full porcelain and it was, um, it was a clown. I think it was actually like a famous clown from like, when the circus was really popular because uh, it had a specific name. I can't remember what it was now, but I'm pretty sure it was, like, a, like based on a, on a famous clown. But he had a cigar, and, like, it was, like, when clowns looked like hobos. <laughs> oh, um, uh, um, uh, what's his name? I know exactly what you're talking about because I had a ventriloquist dummy based off that clown. Yeah. He, the minute you said cigar, it kind of rung a bell. And did he have, like, a 5 o'clock shadow? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. and, a, and a black top hat. Yeah, yep, that's yep. the one. Okay. Yeah, that I, I had a porcelain doll of, of that, and that one I think was one of Dylan's least favorites. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna get off the subject of Dylan being afraid of dolls. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because you say that because I actually wanted to ask you real quick, like, 
Was where it? did that all start, or how early in your life did it start? I don't oh, know. I started dating. I don't really think. It, no, <laughs> I don't think it like started somewhere. I just. I think. <clears throat> they just creep me out. Yeah, like. I think it's the imagination too, because I remember being a kid and my grandma had a ton of them. And I just remember, like, sitting there, and if you stared at him long enough, like, you could almost swear that you see one, like, move. And I think it's just, like, the mind... It's like paranoia. It's a, no, it's like a psychology thing. Like, your brain mm-hmm. is used to uh, seeing people move. So if you look at something that's, like, human-like for long enough, your brain will... Oh, yeah. Especially in the dark. It. Your mind plays tricks on you, exactly. they say. Um, but, I mean, like, kind of changing the subject a little bit, but staying on that, like... Going, I'm trying to think of a way to transition. So, I feel like as a kid, everybody has that one thing that they're scared of that we kind of almost associate with, like, the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Did you have one like that, Steven? Uh, I have one specific that I want to share, but I want to see yeah, if anybody yeah. else has one, too. My boogeyman was Michael Myers. All right. What was your boogeyman? My Princess. boogeyman, I was absolutely fucking terrified every nightmare i had was about this specific thing the crypt keeper from tales from the crypt (laughs) dude you would have hated my house as a kid you would have hated my house dude it's because of that that i was never really until i was older i mean i can go back down to watch tales from the crypt and i fucking love it but when i was a kid yeah when i was a kid I could not watch it. I was absolutely fucking terrified. And I had, like... I remember my dreams as, like, a four- or five-year-old about the Crypt Keeper. Um, there's one in, in specific. So, in my... One of my first apartments that my parents lived in... I was, like, four or five at the time. I had bunk beds. And uh, we had, like, the drop-tile ceilings. Oh, God. So... Oh, I, so boy. I can if, see where this is going. Okay. Yeah, if you're on the top bunk, you can lift the ceiling up and you can see inside the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So I had a dream one night that I was sleeping on the top bunk and I heard a noise and I fucking lifted the drop tile ceiling up and the fucking Crypt Keeper was like crawling towards me. But, oh, I can see how that could like fuck dude, with your mind as a kid. I don't even know why really... because I just had so many nightmares as a kid. So I think for me, the boogeyman was the Crypt Keeper. And it's funny now because you watched Tales from the Crypt and he was kind of like the... The goofy one-liner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that just... That just fucked me up as a kid. What about you, Siri? Dylan, I swear... Hold on real quick, dude. I swear you would have hated my house as a kid. All right, so I told you how, like, my my dad was, like, huge into Halloween. All right, so not only would we decorate the outside, but the inside had tons of props, too. All right? And one of them was the actual... It was the top half of the Crypt Keeper and he would move his finger along like a, co- a horror comic nope. and and he would laugh and go <laughs> like that and then yeah. like his finger kept like reading like he would move back and forth as if he was reading pointing at the book and it, the laugh would just trigger when you'd walk by and his eyes would light up too so like yeah man yeah, you would have hated my <laughs> I had so many another dream that I remember but with the Crypt Keeper was uh, again with my bunk beds I'd, like, wake up in the middle of the night, and I'd, like, peek up, and he'd be looking at me from the top bunk, and I'd go, and I'd go to run out my bedroom door, but he'd, like, jump down and get me before I could get to the door, but... Damn. Yeah, this shit fucked me up. Alright, it's your boogeyman. My boogeyman? Yeah. Did you have one? No. 
But <laughs> no, I... no, you all sound intimidated. Like, it, it, can we not say his name? Is that it? Is that no. it, Sarah? No, no, I sincerely like, um, like you know, I every once in a while going in the basement, I'd be like, oh god, this is creepy. But it was never like, oh, is there somebody down here, or is there a boogeyman, or like I, I never really had that, and I, I don't ever remember being that kid that's like scared to sleep. Um, but I'm sure I caused many nightmares for my brother Ben, because his boogeyman was Freddy Krueger. And he was a very sensitive sleeper, and we used to fuck with him so bad when he was asleep. Um, we actually, I have like this very vivid memory of my oldest brother, Jacob. Um, ben had fallen asleep, and Ben was literally fucking afraid of his shadow. Like, he was, his biggest fear was that asteroids were going to hit planet Earth and we were all gonna die. <laughs> That's a logical fear. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible, but Ben, Ben was terrified. He's not a horror movie lover. Like, all of my siblings love horror movies. Ben did not. He's the only one that was like my mom. And, uh, one night he had fallen asleep after we had watched Freddy Krueger, and my brother Ben, my brother Jacob goes up to him and starts whispering in his ear, Freddy's gonna get you, Freddy's gonna get you. And you can ask any one of my siblings, they'll tell you the story almost exactly the same. And Ben's literally running in his sleep like a dog does. <laughs> he was running to sleep, he's like, no, Freddy, no! You should have you should have sung the the, the one two. Oh, we definitely Freddy. did on more than one occasion. Yeah, no, we were very very horrible to Ben, and uh, but so more than likely we were the boogeymen. We weren't. <laughs> okay. We weren't a, we weren't very fearful, but we we created fear when needed. It's an interesting needed. twist. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna we say were the that. Boogeyman. <laughs> Uh, Candyman also fucked me up as a kid. Oh, you um, know what? Yeah, Candyman. I was so, and see, it's funny. I was so excited for Dylan to watch it. I was like, it's so good because I remember watching it when I was a kid, and it, it doesn't hold up as well as it did. It's a, it's I such think a the first though. one still holds up, but like the other ones, not as much. Nah, mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah, like Sierra said, I never watched it when I was younger. So we Sierra hyped it up so much because she hadn't watched it since she was a kid. And we watched it, like, a few years ago, and I was like, this is what you were creeped out about? Like one of Well, those... here, here's what happened with me. I didn't see the movie yet. My, my older step-cousin uh, decides to tell me the legend of Candyman. It's almost if he made it up, mm-hmm. and then he tells me it, right? And he's explaining, and then he's like, if you say his name five times in the mirror... He'll come for you. It's and almost like Bloody Mary, now, like doing Bloody Mary. Yeah, yeah now set this. He's telling me this. I'm probably eight years old, and we're sitting in my mom's ex-husband at the time's abandoned car in the woods on their property. <laughs> All right, just us two. Can you imagine how fucking freaked out I was? Yeah. I had to, like, that night, I had to sleep in my mom's bed. I was terrified. <laughs> I said, she was like, what is it? I was like, you don't understand. I was like, I just learned who Candyman is. Yeah. And, I, and Anthony said his name five times in the mirror, and I think he's fucking coming. <laughs> so... I, I for like two nights I had to sleep in my mom's bed. I was <laughs> fucked up. I was so fucked up. So uh, and then when I saw the movie, when I saw the movie, like I, it still scared me. But he described it way different than I had imagined it. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, I mean, this is creepy. But I'm not like, oh my gosh, you know. I think the legend of Candyman scared me more than the actual image. Yeah. Um. Little segue talking about like being scared and like being up all night and everything. Um. My first all-nighter that I ever pulled was at a birthday party of mine when I was in third grade, I want to say. And uh, we had a sleepover party, 
and we decided it would be a good idea to read the scary stories to tell in the dark. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. So um, we these books. I fucking love these books to this day. Yes. For the illustrations, amazing. They're terrible. They were a huge hit. Dude, I, huge we, hit in the 90s. Yeah, we were just looking at the uh, pictures before we like called you on here and stuff. Um, But there's images that I'm like, I can't believe we got away with looking at this as kids. Like, There's a picture of a lady holding her husband's head, and it's like a severed head that she cooked soup in, and like the top mm-hmm. is cut off. And I'm like, this. we, we read these as kids. But, um, Just Delicious, I think it was. I, it might or be. no. Maybe. I, um, I remember something like that. There, there's a specific story, though, that kept us up all night, and it wasn't even me. I was not afraid of these books, but um, <clears throat> do you remember the Black Dog story? Yes. Okay. The little the shadow of the little black dog that followed the guy around? Yep. Yes. So uh, we were reading these books at my party, and this kid that I was friends with in third grade, he ended up like being really freaked out by the books. So we went to go to sleep and it was late for us. I mean, we were young. So it was probably like 11, 12 o'clock. And uh, we were like, all right, we're going to go to sleep. And we're all out in my uh, living room and there were sliding glass doors. There was two sliding glass doors in there. And uh, we had a black cat outside. So every time I would almost fall asleep, my friend would wake me up and be like, I just saw the black dog outside. I'm like, it's my cat. It's just chilling outside on the porch. So it eventually got to the point where he's like, do you want to just stay up all night? Because I'm not going to sleep. I'm too scared. And I was like, all right, you got me. So everybody was asleep except for me, him, and like two other kids. And uh, we just like sat up and bullshit. And then like every once in a while, he'd be like, I swear to God, I just saw the black dog outside. And I'm like, you didn't see the fucking black dog. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's funny uh, that you you read those at a sleepover for your first time because the first time I uh, ever read those books, I was having a sleepover too, and I'm a sucker for scary stories. So um, in general, not the actual books. Yeah. So I'm looking through the library in elementary school, and this was before I moved up to the Ellenville area, and I found them, and I checked them out, and the librarian gave me a look, and she had disgust, and she was like, ugh these books and i was just and i was like ooh like you know my know, it's gonna be good. like ooh okay if the librarian's like oh, like disgusted she's just looking at the cover and i didn't even start to read them i'm just flipping through on my way home on the bus and i'm like holy shit these are the most horrifying images i have ever seen in a book yeah i mean and then like i said dude i because uh, the first one has a lot of jump scares where it tells you yeah, to yeah. do. Yeah, That's what we were talking about before it. So my mom, yeah, like, my <laughs> mom would, right before it would happen, she'd actually do it. Yeah. So all of us kids would fucking jump. It was so, such a good time. Oh, I love those books. Yeah. Um, I, the, I think I remember, oh, go ahead. You can go. I, I think I remember the, the illustrations more than the stories because I can't really recall any, like, I can recall some stories, but not all of them, but I can, like, anytime I see a picture, I'm like, I remember this. Like, that's yeah. me up as a kid. Um, I One of my favorite stories in it was, uh, hang on, Sierra just flipped it. I can get the actual name of it. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to talk about my favorite stories, too, but you guys go first. One of my favorite ones was The Girl Who Stood on a Grave. And it's, oh. uh, it's the one where the girl, they had that legend, like, if you stab a knife in the grave, the person would come for you. So Mm -hmm. she went and did it, and she stabbed a knife in the grave, and she felt something grab her dress, and she died from fear. 
And, then, and it was actually her that, like, pinned the dress into yeah, the grave herself. she stabbed yep. her knife through her dress, and uh, she, like, that killed her, though, because she was so fucking terrified that she died. And I just, like, it was kind of like a, a funny twist at the end. Yeah. But it's like, holy shit, like, that's... <laughs> uh, do you remember the one um, where it was about, there was an old woman of skin and bone who lived near a graveyard all alone, and then, like... It was it was in either the first or the second one, mm-hmm. but I vividly remember, and this is fucked up, dude. I vividly remember that song before I read the book because around Halloween time, when I was in kindergarten, our teacher had a, had a, a, the whole class sing that song, <laughs> and I'm like, and then once I read the story, I was like, holy shit, it's that song, like what the fuck? Like, you know, like my mind was blown. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I can recall the pictures, like the illustrations, the stories. If I hear them, I can go, I can go right well, back to them. Here, just you guys, if you can't recall, just name some illustrations and I'll, I, I, I'm telling you, dude, I've read <laughs> these things from front to back multiple times. So yeah, I could probably, uh, my favorite story was actually in the second book, and it's The Wreck, and it has the girl named Daisy Clark, and they're, she's going to, um, she's, like, lives on a, a, like, a side road that was, like, beat up, and, like, what happens is, is it starts out, and they're going, they're, like, at a school dance, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's, she spends the night with this guy, and he gives her a ride home, and she's like, oh, I live down this road. And he like he sees an accident on the end of the road, and he but he brings her to her house, and she he doesn't worry about it. And it turns out that the girl that he had spent the night with was in a crash earlier that day and died in it. Yeah, I remember that one. That was my yeah. favorite one. He like the mom reveals it or something when he asks if she's I think home. He, like yep. she gave him his phone number and she called and he called her and she's like she never made it to the dance. That's. Do you remember the the story Harold? Yes, dude, that's uh, that's number one. I've got a couple of favorites, but that's number one. And that was the one, dude, that night that – because my mom just would pick random because she would, didn't have the time to sit there and read every single one. Mm-hmm. And we would – it's kind of funny. Like I would point to a picture and be like, read that one mm-hmm. or read that one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just remember Harold being fucking terrifying. So I said, read that one. And holy shit, dude! The ending of that story. Yeah, where he's like up on the roof because they made like a they made like a doll, like a scarecrow, right? Mm-hmm. Out of a, a, a farmer that they hated, and they named him Harold because that was the farmer's name. Yeah. And when their shit wasn't going good with their crops, they would like pick on that the doll and like punch him and spit at him and shit and like smear food in his face. And then one night, the doll, the the scarecrow grunts, mm-hmm. and then they're like, at first they think they're like going crazy, and then. As time passes on, it starts growing. Its hair starts growing. It's like it starts showing human features. Mm-hmm. And then what? One night, it literally gets out of the the shack that they're staying in, and goes on the roof and just keeps running back and forth, to the point where they're like, "Fuck this, we're out." And then I guess one of them left like his his milking tools behind, <clears throat> and he couldn't leave them because they were expensive at the time. So the, they draw straws, and the one guy goes with the shortest straw, and he goes. And then his friend that stays realizes, like, he's taking forever. So when he comes back, he doesn't see his friend, but he sees Harold on top of the roof of the shack, stretching out bloody skin. Yeah. 
to draw. And it's like, <laughs> holy shit, dude. And if you look at the illustration of Harold, yeah, does that like a... not burn an image in your head? Yeah, I, like I said, the, the all of the illustrations just really stuck with me, like, even throughout the yeah. years. And I don't know. <clears throat> They're fucking good. I, I love They're... those books. To this day, I can still read them and just yep. be equally as creeped out. And I feel like I've read a lot of books as a kid, like scary stories books, like in general. But these are the ones that stuck with me, and I think it's because of those illustrations. It is. It you is. Know, on in the library at my elementary school, I was the only one who checked them out, and I checked them out about every week. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that one, sir. Yeah. I would that... check them out. Oh, they were always available, and the librarian would always give me the dirtiest look, like really these again or these again. We had this other book that I check out all the time too, and it was a draw. Do you guys remember that, like how to draw, and like it would like have like a theme? Do you remember those books? They were yeah, library. yeah. I used to have how I to draw used, Pokemon. I used to check those out. All the time, but there was one that we had at the Rosendale. No, yeah, in my middle school. So when I was in fifth and sixth grade, I would check out these books a lot. And there was a How to Draw Movie Monsters. That's awesome. Yeah. So nice. I used to, yeah. So I used to check it out, but I never actually like followed. Like it would like have the steps, like draw a circle, add these features, like erase this part, add this. I never actually did that. I would just trace the final, like the final, <laughs> yeah. like, the, the finished thing, and be like, "Look what I drew, guys! Like it's so amazing, you know." And uh, but. That and the Scary Stories books are the ones that I always checked out. Yeah, there's so many good ones on there, and uh, they're actually making a documentary about it, which I'm really excited. Is it a documentary? It's... Because I know they're making a an actual movie, and the guy who made Frankenweenie is making it with Guillermo del Toro. Oh, so that's probably was... the movie. See, at first I thought they were turning it into a documentary. It was like but... one of the guys who worked on Frankenweenie. It wasn't Tim Burton. <clears throat> but, um... Yeah, I, I remember seeing a trailer back in 2015. Mm-hmm. It was almost like documentary style, but I've heard news actually now that I've come to mention it where it might be turned into an actual movie, and I can't wait for someone to shed light on this because, guys, these are the most banned. This is the, on the top list of the number one banned book um, for for multiple libraries. Yeah, That's I don't crazy. I think so we good. just got lucky. I, I scared the shit out of my niece when she was little with these books. <laughs> scared the shit out of her. I would prefer if they did a documentary style because, like, Same. all of these, all of these stories are like old folk tales and stuff. So if they, mm-hmm. if they just kind of like showed the roots or like the origins of the books, and, and it like, would be a cool like short series, like a TV series. <coughs> yeah, for but like, I, like absolutely like, like goosebumps. Or I like, wouldn't want it as a kids uh, thing though. I'd want it as a no. Thing. It's yeah, it's, and it's I feel like it, with the people that it's. Like, I feel like they're going to make it a kid's thing, and I kind of don't want them to. Do you guys remember the um, the story, the bed by the window, about the guys in the nursing home? Mm-hmm. There's, like, the three guys in the nursing home, and they're, they, they have, there's one bed that's near the yep. window, and the other two aren't. And, like, the one guy just dies, like, of natural causes because they're old, and then there's just the two of them. And the guy was like... I'm going to kill the guy in the bed by the window. Like, I'm just going to kill him because I want to see out the window and I haven't seen out yeah, in so yeah. long. And he just kills the dude. That was in the second one. Yes, that was in the second one. You're right. Yeah. I don't remember that one. That was, I, uh, I don't know why I like that one. It was very simple. I like The Bride, to, too. Which one? The Bride. Where, oh, like, where they fought in the box? Yeah, they have, like, the wedding. And, like, I, I guess they played hide-and-seek afterwards <laughs> was, was what the story said, right? And mm-hmm. she goes and she hides up in a chest in the attic, and she gets locked in it. And they never found her. They thought she like ran away. They thought she like decided she didn't want to be married and ran away. 
but she they found her body like years later in the house in the attic. Yeah, they find her like skeleton shit and still in the bride dress. You know, it's funny, um, because like the most of the tales are based off of old folklore, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's what Alvin Schwartz did best. It was he collected like a bunch of folklore from all around the world and brought it together into his own words. And I think it's cool as if, I think it's the first one. There's the hook. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that one, you guys heard the legend where, like, the, the teens are in the car and they're just an escaped maniac well, who's got a dude, hook on the hand. The I love fucking the same ass. Killer. Yeah, the time the dreaded sundown. That's a real killer. Is that what that's based off of? Yeah. The hook yes. for the hand? Yeah. yeah he's a. He, okay. He, it's the, the Lover's Lane killer in uh, Texas. Yeah, no, Texas. I. Re- there's I a really remember good... House of the Dreaded Sundown. I know that story, but there's I didn't really know really that. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's a really good documentary. It's called um, Killer Legends. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's on Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, it's now. on Hulu and Netflix. And it's um, it brings up the whole hook thing, but it's like urban legends like that. And it's like their true origins. Like they have the whole like poisoning the candy the at Halloween. Halloween. Sadist, yeah. 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 So they have all stuff like that. Like definitely check that out because it's a really interesting documentary to watch. Oh, I definitely will, actually, because I, I, I browsed through it, but I didn't actually watch it. Yeah, so no, now I'm going to go back. It's actually one of it's my really very favorite. I love the one where it debunks the whole thing with, like, the neighbor that gave the kids the candy with the poison in the, yeah. and the razor blades in it. So I won't ruin it for you so that you can see it yourself. Yeah, it's, um, it's made by – did you watch the documentary Cropsy? Yes, it's made by yes. the same. It's made by the same guy. Yeah. Who you know how I got Cropsy. interested on Cropsy? Uh, not to jump off topic because there's a lot I still want to. We we should yeah. discuss about scary stories. But have you guys ever watched the film The Burning? Mm, no. No. Okay, so pretty much, it's a camp slasher, and it was supposed to come out before the very first Friday the Thirteenth, but due to distribution rights, it got pushed back. So Friday the Thirteenth ended up being the OG camp slasher film. Yeah. All right, so. It takes place in New York, and the main killer's name is Cropsy, okay. and they based his character off of the real town Cropsy. Like That's the, awesome. Yeah, so I thought that was a little fun connection there. But going back to scary stories to tell in the dark, um, do you guys remember the story about the babysitter? Yes. And see, now that's such a... That's, that's the, such an old legend. Yeah, it's like um, When a Stranger Calls. Like that Yeah, thing. I was yeah. going to say, that's what inspired When a Stranger Calls. Yeah. Where it's just like the phone calls are coming from the house. And that's also what inspired Black Christmas. Really? Yep. It was that same exact legend. That that babysitter legend's been around since, I guess, like the 60s or yeah. some shit like that. It's really cool so, that we were able to, like, like... Killer Legends talks about that, too. That yeah. About the babysitter? Yeah, it has yeah. the babysitter thing. In oh, it. man, I, I'm watching this as soon as we're, we're done on here. It's really cool, though, that, like... Definitely, let us know what you think about it. We were able... really liked it. It's really cool that Alan, our Alvin Schwartz made these books that introduced us at such a young age to these, like, huge urban legends. And, well, I like, think it's cool, too, because, like, you, I, I don't know about you guys, but I read these books and I was like, my dad fucking lied. That didn't happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, like I said, it, it, it sprung up like, oh, these are based off of, like, urban legends, and then I started looking into them more, you know, like, where these stories come from. Another one that stuck out with me, and actually uh, the drawings, oh, I mean, what drawing didn't give you Nightmare? But one that was a personal favorite, I think it was called, let me see, The the Dead Tree, maybe? I'm, I'm trying to look for my copy of the book. Which one is it in? It's in three. 
I just Are found my copy. More to tell your your no. bones. It, I think it's right after Harold, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see. Okay, I found it. The Dead Hand. Oh, do you yeah. have your copy? Yes, I do. Okay, flip to that image. Follow along, it, children. <laughs> follow along. <laughs> Sorry, guys. If you don't have these books, do yourself a favor. If you're a horror movie fan or a fan of anything scary, go out, go to Amazon, buy the three-pack. Make, sure the make sure you yeah. get the original Make sure you get the original illustrations. Cause You'll know. The You'll illustrations know. are by... Um... This is what makes uh, Stephen Gamel. Yeah. Make sure you get and that the, one. It's not gonna do justice if you get the re the revamped um, different illustrations. Yeah, like these scary. illustrations are what made nightmares for children in the nineties. Like you got to get the originals. But yeah, so the dead man's hand. That story is basically of like a village that lives at like, like by the vast of a swamp, and none of them get they none of them come out when the sun goes down because they think there's like things alive in the swamp. So this one worker is like, oh, I don't believe in that. It's just bullshit. So these, the rest of the workers are like, all right, well, why don't you go out after the sun goes down and see what comes of it? So he does. And uh, they pretty much follow him. And all, the guy just walks out into the middle of the swamp in the woods um, with just a lamp. And the only thing – his lamp gets blown out. And that's when the other guys book it. They're like, fuck this. You know what I mean? And I guess like the only light he has is when the moon decides to pass by. And then he falls over and he feels something jerking at his hand. And what is believed to be that image that I'm looking at right now, which just terrifies me, mm-hmm. um, I guess rips his hand off. And then for weeks, the guy goes missing. And that's when they find him. They find him laughing hysterically. And where his hand is is nothing but an oozy blo- oozing bloody stump uh, that I guess like his where his hand was and uh, his hands like right next to him. And they're like, oh, that must have been the dead man's hand or some shit where, like, it ripped it clean off. And I always just, like, put that picture into my head of that thing um, in the story ripping his hand off. And as a kid, that fucking terrified me. Yeah, <laughs> I can see why. Like, oh, man, I'm looking at – see, like I said, I only have the copy of the third one right now. But I'm literally uh, – my next paycheck, I'm going to go back and buy all three because this one's pretty beat up. The, the, I used to have, have all three. Yeah. But like yeah. I said, it just got lost in the divorce, unfortunately, with a lot of many other things of mine. I've had a f- quite a few copies of, of the the set, but this one I bought what probably like five, four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. We were our, I was still living at my mom's house, so it was a while ago. But um, there's a lot of great stories. There's the um, the one that I always know because I can recite it off the top of my head is the one. I think I think it's in the first one, the one that's like O'Leary is dead, O'Reilly. That, yeah, you know, I'm talking about O'Leary's dead. Mm-hmm. O'Reilly don't know it. O'Reilly is dead. O'Leary don't know it. They both are dead in the very same bed, and neither one knows that the other one's dead. I love that. Yep. I love that. I like the I like the ones that are little songs. Yeah. 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 There's they're they're very dark. Or like, don't you ever laugh yes. as a hearse goes by? You may be the next to die. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, I was actually just looking at that one. Another one that creeped me out as a kid was the window. And that's what the girl, like, every night, like, something's paying a visit to her window. And it turns out it's, like, a vampire. But the way they describe the vampire isn't, like, your typical. They're, like, its face is sunken in, almost like a mummy's. Mm-hmm. And it's just got, like, one tooth. And it's got, like, just the way they, they, they put the image in your head. And then yeah. you look at the image of the shadow figure outside of a window. 
And you're like, that's and again, what I imagined completely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just like, fuck, man, that is terrifying because I don't like windows. So if I see anything out my window, I'm fucking freaked. I think the thing that is also nice about the Scary Stories books <laughs> is that they do have sections of funny stories. They have the ha oh, yeah. usually at the end. So they do have, like, you, you can read it, read the entire book, get completely scared, uh, like, scared to you can't take anymore, and then they, they come back with comedy to save the day. <laughs> So mm-hmm. thank you for that. All right. So what else? We can really talk about anything at this point. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's kid, all nostalgia. You know, but that's the thing is like not even stuff that you remember from TV or reading. Like, think about like where we grew up and all that. Like, how many freaking scary stories have you heard about just like the area that you live in? You know? Yeah. Like, there's so uh... much that would scare you out. Like, I was terrified of certain things in like. Um, have you? Well, see, I haven't been around the Kerhonson area my whole life, so do you guys know of anything, like, scary that's happened? In in, in that area? I mean, there's the yeah. obvious, there's Lundy's, which well, everybody yeah, yeah. knows about, you know? Um, there's tons of just, like, creepy, paranormal stuff just going on in that area in general. I mean, there's there's the old prison in Kingston that's, that actually is to the point where they, it had been checked out by ghosts. Uh, taps. Taps from the the ghost hunters and all of that. Um, but uh, I think Lundy's is probably the first thing that anybody thinks about when they think about, like, a local horror or scary uh, anything, um, you know. And, and I, f- I feel like there's three different, three or four different things that people talk about when you talk about Lundy's. Pretty much it, what it is is it's an old dirt road that is miles and miles long and eventually uh you can turn off of it onto um what is it uh shit i can't remember the name of the road but there's pottersville not oh no that's the name of the town that's the name of the town that was back there it's not there anymore there's foundations left um but pretty much it's like this long dirt road and when you get about two two and a half miles up you'll see there's a stone house um that is not even near close to the town of Pottersville, but um, that house itself has so much paranormal activity in it on its own, and I don't know the exact story with that, but I can tell you the last time that I went up there, um, it looked like um, like people had baby dolls that they like lit on fire, like half-melted baby dolls stuck to the ceiling and shit. <laughs> That's a beautiful so it's image. It's definitely creepy, yeah. but at any I've had um, I've gone up there probably five, six, seven times, like, hiked it at night. But um, the last two times that I had gone there, I had weird experiences where uh, the the very last time I went, it was the weekend I got married. And I went with my my, uh, cousin and her and our friend Ariel. And my my cousin Carol was there. So we were hiking up to Pottersville, and we got to the point where we drove to the mansion, and then the road washes out. So we parked just before the mansion where the, the camera came <coughs> to the car. And we were hiking for probably over, probably about, like, 20, 30 minutes. And we get almost to where you would meet at the town, where you would be at the town. And uh, we got up there, and we started hearing gunshots go off. And, yeah, uh, fuck that. I'd but be that, out. that's happened twice to me. We've gotten to like almost the exact same point, and that's when we start hearing gunshots. So we know ne- we have not. We've ne- I've never made it to the town. To the see same. where 
I'm originally from uh, Stony Point, Rockland County area. A big uh, notorious place for anyone around there was Letchworth Village. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know about Letchworth. And um, see, my grandparents uh, both worked there for many years. And recently over the summer, they asked me, they were like, hey, do you want to check out Letchworth Village? They were like, it's run it's run down, but like, we could still go. So they showed me how to get there. And, man, talk about an eerie feeling. There's there's so much of the property that's abandoned. And people, like, go there for, like, afternoon walks and shit. But, like, I would not want to be caught dead, like, there anywhere near the dead of night because that place is just – it's so run down. And a section of it was, like – I don't. I don't know if it was a psych ward, but like it was with, for many people of of all so- sorts of mental disorders. Yeah. And my grandfather, like, like, like I said, him and my grandmother worked there for like almost two decades. Mm-hmm. And they said like it was just even when it was running, there it was just there was something creepy about it. So to see the place all run down and shit, and I don't know what if it was Ghost Adventures that went there or Taps. I know one ghost show did did a special on it, but it was just really cool because like that's like a local spot and where I'm originally from that's like yeah. huge for and notorious for being haunted. I think another one that's really notorious for it is um, the Hudson River State Hospital in Poughkeepsie, the old psych ward there. <coughs> um, it's funny, my bro- I've never been in that um, unfortunately, but uh, my brother and. Uh, and sister-in-law and cousins used to go and break, they'd break into it when they were younger. And my brother, like, he's not, he's not like a, a big ghost person or anything like that, but he insists, he's like, I was in that building and there was something there. It's, you know, there were, there was sounds, there was voices like you couldn't explain. But um, it's funny because after he had investigated it, I was like going through this like thing with, um, I was obsessed with like where my family came from, and I actually found out that like my great grandmother was a patient at that hospital. Well, that's wild. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, not cool because it was a horrible place, but yeah, it was interesting. <coughs> All right, we veered way off topic. <laughs> why is that I off topic? So. I think that's like horror and it's childhood. About... That's not childhood. That's like last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's Those got a good all point. Things there. that were all. All right. That... <laughs> well, getting back on topic, how about was there any scary games that stuck out to you guys as kids? Resident Evil, the OG okay. Resident Evil. OG. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I just remember going to my friends' houses and like I think what scared me the most about playing it was the camera angles in the game because it was fixed camera angles. So you would walk into a room and you would just see like the front of you you wouldn't be able to see anything in the room and you'd hear a noise and i just remember Mm -hmm. so much like like i don't know like suspense just walking and you hear a noise and you're like you're not gonna see what's in there unless you take a step forward and it changes the camera angle yeah Um, that was always the scariest part of resident evil for me too yeah i hated when they turned i hated uh when they went to like the over the shoulder camera angles and i know a lot of people don't like the fixed camera angles but i think that's what added to like the horror of the games i mean personally mine was always and always will be uh part four but i can understand like with the fixed camera angles it was scary because you could be walking around a corner and then boom something's right there yeah. See, it wasn't Resident Evil that started it for me, 
All right, so I think it was when the Hercules movie came out, uh, the Disney's Hercules. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I was um, with, like, my mom and my friend's mom, and a couple of my friends were with me, and we're online waiting to get um, popcorn and shit, and the line's long. And out of nowhere, I just hear, the house of the dead. Yeah. And instantly, <laughs> I was like, what was that? And I see this big arcade machine. And it just keeps repeating, the house of the dead. And I see these, like, go- and I begged my mom for, like, 50, like a dollar so I could go cash and change. And so my friends and I, we we, uh, we walk over, and I pop two quarters in. And, like, you know, you pick up the gun, and oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, all right, so my one friend, Chris, at the time was very squeamish when it came to video games mm-hmm. or anything. Like, if we played Mortal Kombat, he would turn the blood off, all right? Oh, gosh. So, yeah, yeah, he, he was... <laughs> I get my, meanwhile, I'm like, yes, blood, gore, guts, yes. Like, you know, t- tells you how, like, you know, our, our upbringings were definitely different. Um, but I popped those quarters in, and I started the game, and he went back online. He would not sit through it, and I was just captivated. Like, there's zombies with chainsaws and axes running at me, and these, like, mon- lake monsters jumping out. And that was my introduction to video game horror in the 90s, because I remember Sega... It came out for the Sega CD, and I was always a Sega kid. Yeah. So to see the arcade machine with the giant Sega logo on it, I was like, oh, man, like I have to check this out. And then I discovered Resident Evil. I think it was either 97 or 98 when Part 2 came out because I saw the preview. Mm-hmm. And it and it shows like where the zombie – like you remember the cover where it was like the zombie's looking around the corner and just his fingers and half his face is exposed? Yeah. Well – yeah, that image and the trailer for that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, we've got to get this game. I'm, like, convincing my dad because he just got a PS1 at the time. Mm. And, like, my dad was like, nah. He was like, he was like, it's cool if you played at the arcade, but he was like, I'm not, he was like, you're not going to understand it. And I just think, like, at this point in time, like, you shouldn't be playing things like that. It's one thing to watch, which I always found weird. It's like, okay, I can watch all this stuff, but I can't really play it right now. I think I think he just knew that the kind of game it probably was yeah. at the time because like I said my dad was very up with the times where he was like he's gonna lose interest this is way too hard for him being at you know age of five or whatever so I get it like I would have not played it as much because only because I didn't understand it at the time but you know I would grow to love Resident Evil and House of the Dead like you don't need much knowledge to play House of the Dead it's literally a point and shoot yeah mm-hmm. whereas like Resident Evil like it takes like you know you got to be conscientious of like what items you can carry and like to get through certain doors this and that so i think in like retrospect it was probably better for me to start playing those games later on yeah but yeah (laughs) resident evil and house of the dead were huge for me as a kid um you're a huge silent hill fan i'm a big silent hill fan but i didn't come into silent hill until the fourth one uh the room and that's because you bought it that's really oh, so that's where you started? That's, yeah, so I didn't start... I didn't get really into Silent uh, Hill. I guess when Silent I Hill. bought Silent Hill because you liked it. Maybe. It's been so long. Yeah, because I wouldn't have bought that game just, like, looking around. Because I went, I went to, to GameStop in New Paltz to get Guitar Hero. And I was like, oh, Dylan likes Silent Hill. I probably was into it. I can't remember. It's been so long. Um, it was for my PlayStation 2, though. Yeah, I still have it. I still have it. 
I, I, to this day, I will choose Silent Hill over Resident Evil any day. Ooh, I, love, <laughs> I love Resident Evil, but I love the psychological horror of Silent Hill. Like, that's what draws me into it. But I don't want to get off topic with that because I will literally go on for hours about Silent <laughs> Hill. Um, no worries. Do you guys remember the Clock Tower games? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't... I had Clock Tower 3 for PS2, and I used to play it a okay. lot when I was younger. Like, when it first came out, I bought it, and uh, I remember there was, like, really cheesy parts where you would find, like, an item, and there was, like, a ghost, and it, like, would pop up, and it's just this, like, pink ghost. It's like, ooh! Like, yeah, know, there were definitely some cheesy parts. But there was, like, every section had a serial killer that was chasing you, mm-hmm. and there was so much fucking anxiety playing when you yes. chased by these things. And I remember in the... Um, and the third one, the first killer that you that comes after you is it's like this big dude with an executioner's axe. Yeah. And uh, when you first encounter him, you walk into this um, this theater, and this little girl's playing the piano, and you don't know what's really going on at this point. And she's playing the piano, and then she starts like crying, and then um, I'm pretty sure there's like you walk up to it, and there's blood all over the piano, and then. The fucking dude just comes out of nowhere and starts swinging his axe at you, and you just you run out and you have to like hide from him in like closets in the house. And yep, it, it it just scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> I think the second one terrified me because it was like that little girl, and you would hear her fucking horrible laugh, mm. and like you knew uh, it would start out like you're examining the house, and then I think you get to a certain checkpoint. And you, like, find an item, and then you walk out into the dining room, and there she is, and she throws a knife at the wall that sits right next to your head, (laughs) and then starts that maniacal laugh that she does, and she looks so fucked up, man. Like, at least for, like, the PS1 days, because, like, that's the graphics, like, we were used to. So, you know, just to see that and her chasing you room after room, I definitely agree with the anxiety and, like, oh, shit, oh, shit, I got to hide here and this (laughs) or that. <laughs> terrified me and and um my friends when we would play those games for sure. Yeah. Um I don't want to go on too much longer and it's it's getting a little late and we had to work in the morning but um no oh, no worries. What uh I, is there any other like movies and stuff you guys remember watching? I don't know if you consider it horror but I I loved Gremlins as a kid and there was parts of that that really creeped me out like uh the end uh... Mainly the ending, um, the, like, there's just a part that sticks with me when, uh, Sh- Stripe is the last one. The like, one with the mohawk? Yeah. Yes. He's, like, the main, like, bad one, though, the, right? Yeah, main bad guy. Yeah. Stri- wow, when they're in the, the toy store and Stripe goes up to the, uh, water fountain and, like, he just starts bubbling and, like, like he's gonna multiply, that part creeped me out when I was a kid. I guess you could say it was kind of a horror movie because... I mean, certain members in, or certain characters in the film, didn't they get, like, murdered by the fucking things? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, so, I wouldn't like, I mean, strictly call it horror, tech, but... but it, uh, in a sense, it's got that horror, yeah, vibe yeah. to it. Um, Beetlejuice? Yeah, Beetlejuice. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we gotta do... Yeah, um, Beetlejuice. Tim, Tim Burton in general, like, a, a lot of his stuff. Beetlejuice is by far my favorite. That and Edward Scissorhands was really good. Yeah. But, you know what's funny? I thought Edward Scissorhands was a horror film when I first rented it. Because I didn't really know Tim Burton at the time. Like, it's more I of was... a rough story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, what, I, I, I see the name in my head, Scissor Hands, and then I see this guy with scissors for hands. I'm like, ooh, this could yeah. be interesting, which I turned to love 
as a yeah, movie on no, its own, but I was like, Burton. wait, this isn't a horror movie. <laughs> a little fun fact about myself is that I prefer <coughs> Tim Burton's, like, live action movies over his animated movies. Oh, yeah, I do too. Oh, sure. really? Yeah. I do. I'm, like, I love, like, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a great uh, one. Obviously, Edward Scissor Hands, they love Big Fish, but that's not in his normal genre, so I'm not going to get into that movie. <laughs> do you guys remember the Beetlejuice cartoon? Yes. 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 Oh, <laughs> was that Nickelodeon, I think, right? I don't remember. They aired it. I think it was. It, it probably was. I don't remember. Pretty sure it was. Which was one. weird because, like, the, uh, what's her name? Uh, Lydia? The, the, Lydia, it's her uncle in, in the show, but really? in the movie, <laughs> Lydia is the girl he's trying to pursue. Yeah. yeah exactly. And like Mary. So I was like I always thought I always got confused by that. I was like, "Oh, that's all strange." I loved the the movie and uh, the you know when they first go and they find like the the handbook for the recently deceased and they draw the door on the the brick wall and when they first yeah. meet they're like they're like agent pretty much like they're dead um helper. She's like smoking, and the smoke comes out of her slit throat. Yeah. And uh, there's the whole football that keeps calling her coach, and they have no idea that they're dead. And she's like, "Your coach died in the wreck, you dumbasses!" I love yeah, that movie. movie's yeah. a classic. Um, one of my favorite movies, probably of all time, not just like of that genre or that or, or Tim Burton. I just love Beetlejuice, and I can literally watch it any time of the year. Do you guys remember the dance scene? Oh, uh, damn. I, yeah. Yo, all right, so I guess my mom told me that when that movie first came out, her and her friends and my dad and his friends, like, they all went to go see it, and they went to a restaurant afterwards, and they reenacted the whole thing because they, were, they, they knew, shrimp? like, the song. No, they didn't get shrimp, but they did the – it started off, hey, yo. and the, yeah, yeah, and they all started doing it, and I was like, "Yo, if only YouTube was a thing at the time, oh my gosh. <laughs> that would have went viral." Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's a, such a funny scene when, like, it looks like they have like a bowl full of like cooked shrimp, and then and it's really the just end, the hands. They do the whole thing. The hand comes out and grabs them and pulls their face down. Yeah, that's a, that's a, or the oh, place man, where they're like awesome. the ghosts from the attic and they're like, they have, like the, the, their wedding clothes. And, um, what was, uh, the, the fat guys, the, what was his name? I don't know. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but he like found the handbook and he's like, I think I can bring it. And as he like, re as he's like bringing them up, they're getting older and older and older. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, like the sand, the sandworm. Yeah, you'll just turn some, that effect. If you was step always really out of cool. your boundaries, you, you, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys remember? Um, I remember this scaring me a lot when I was a kid when they did uh, the night in Chillingham Palace. Oh, is that the scariest places on earth? Yeah, the scariest places on earth. Uh, the TV show, but they did like a night in Chillingham Palace. Was that where the cameras were attached to you and you had to stay there? You would like it would be a family, 
And they'd have to stay there for yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, you had to stay there. And for like a night. Linda Blair like hosted the yes. show. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Whatever happened to that show? I don't know. That was it, a good it show. It only played on ABC during Halloween on like Saturday afternoon. Man, you can't even call it ABC anymore. It's called Freeform now. I don't get it. Freeform, and we play dramas, teen yeah. dramas. I remember yeah. begging. I remember begging my parents to let me stay up and watch that though. And then, <laughs> that was a good show. Literally aired that every year too. Yeah, and uh, it was like when they were digging up the mammoth. And it was the same thing every <laughs> fucking year. Yeah, no, I, I remember begging my parents to let me stay up and watch it. And then afterwards, I was so terrified. And my dad would, like, fuck with me. Like, he'd be like, Dylan, we're going to Chillingham. And I'd be like, shut the fuck there's, up! There's another show that was similar to Amer- Scariest Places on Earth that I remember. And it was like, I don't remember what it was called. I want to say it was on MTV, honestly. And it was like, there was like two teams. Like, I think it was like red team, blue team. And they'd uh, go, they'd be put into a haunted area, but there was, like, a safe room. Yeah. And, like, they'd have to, like, guide the other, like, the two members of their team through, like, like, through, like, a morgue in an old hospital and shit. And, like, they'd have to, like, lock themselves in, like, a room and, like, monitor, like, the paranormal activity going on. I don't remember what the hell the show was called. It was fucking scary, though. It was so good. I don't remember that, but I, I do remember Scare that. Tactics. Oh, where they did the creepy, s- they, they, like, would make the people, like, put their hands in a bucket of, of, is that that one? No, that's Fear Factor. No. Oh. Yeah, that's Fear Factor. Scare Tactics was, like, where a friend would set another friend it's up. with Tracy Morgan. Oh, it was the yeah, one. Yeah, there you go. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. That shit but, uh, was good back in the we day. We watched Elevator. <laughs> I want to go back and watch, um, <laughs> I want to go back and watch Scariest Places on Earth, because, like. What was the name of that show? What one? The one that I was talking... Do you remember that, or am I making this up? What? The show that I was talking about. Fear Factor? No. The one that I was talking about. Where you have to, like, reach your hand and, like, nasty stuff? No. No. Where they had the teams, and they had to, like... Oh, yeah, I don't remember what that was called. Did it exist, or am I making it up? No, it it was real. Are you having a Mandela effect? Oh, no. We don't talk... We're not talking about a Mandela effect. (laughs) I can't really think of too much more to bring up right now, and I know when we get off... I'm gonna go on and on like, oh fuck! I should have brought this up. I should have done this. <laughs> I think, I think honestly, we did cover quite some grounds when it came to like growing fear. up in the fear. '90s. And... Yeah, it was called Fear, the show that Sierra's talking about. It was literally only on for like a year. No, no, nah, I did. I don't remember that years. one. Is on MTV. Yeah, they like they went into like hospitals and shit, like old abandoned hospitals. There, you can watch episodes on YouTube. Gotcha. You know, I just got a Chromecast, and I thought I'd be able to watch anything off my phone on there. And it turns out when you got an iPhone, you can only watch, like, unless it's an app, that's the only way to stream it. Whereas I found out with Androids... You can do anything you you want because it's an Android. You could literally screen anything that's literally on your phone at the moment. Yeah. And I was like, come on, man. (laughs) Because I would have, like... Tablet or something. Yeah, I just, I love, see, the way my TV's set up, it's, like, right in front of, like, it's on the wall, like, at the other end of my bed, so when I'm laying, I can watch whatever, and, you know, it's just so convenient to, like, stream whatever kind of, like, movie. Oh, no, I movie. mean, like, if you, if you get, like, a cheap tablet that runs Android, you could use that to stream it onto your TV. Oh! I have one, I'll send it to you. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. Wow, you guys just changed the game for me. Because, like, you know... Like I said, there's certain like horror movies like or like all right, I'm not I'm not going out to buy Are You Afraid of the Dark all the seasons at the moment. But hey, if I could stream it and watch it 
on, you know what I mean, and right on my TV in my room. That was, that was our biggest thing was uh, we wanted to watch some episodes to, like, refresh our memory on some of it, but we couldn't find anywhere to watch them to other than, like, buying the seasons. And I was like, I really can't commit to buying the seasons of this. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's like something maybe later on in life. Oh, yeah, definitely. But... I, I want my kids to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh... Same. I want, like, I, I've already got my my stepsister who's nine watching goosebumps so if i can expose like her and like my future kids or whatever to that uh it'd be great because like i feel like so many of today's kids are just missing out on the fun the the scare the fun part of being scared and that's what those shows brought out yeah that's what made horror movies fun for us i think was that early exposure to shows like that yeah definitely and scary stories to tell in the dark like it made being scared fun Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? Do so you guys remember, like, not anymore? It's still on, but not. It's not good anymore. Um, back in the day with the Thirteen Nights of Halloween, watching that when yeah. like October rolled oh, around, uh, I used to on love ABC all of Family. Yeah, I used to love all. Yeah, of when it was actually good. Yeah, yeah, they'd like play like, but like, do you remember like it used to be all day? It was like thirteen no- days. Of just straight, like, it would be, like, Adam's family and shit like that during the day. And then yeah. at night, they'd play, like, all their their cool Halloween movies. Did you guys ever watch the movie The Hollow on ABC Family? It had Nick Carter in it from Backstreet Boys. <laughs> That's the only name I could throw out there. Because the rest of the cast is... No, nah, there was another, um... Was that I the, can't remember. Was that the Headless Horseman one? With the pumpkin on his head? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> I love that movie secretly. And I gotta thank 13 Nights of Halloween for that. I, I, I love it so much, I, I bought it on DVD. <laughs> I had to. My favorite one that they used to play was When Good Ghouls Go Bad with um, the guy who played Doc Brown. I don't know right. if I remember that one. It was like, he was like the crazy uncle and he ends up dying. He was like, he was like the king of Halloween. He loved Halloween. I remember watching a lot of, like, and he dies. Kids. He gets crushed by a pile of pumpkins. Yeah. I remember watching <laughs> That's a lot tragic. Of then he comes back to life. I remember watching a lot of kids' horror stuff on, uh, remember, like, Disney. Um, um, like, Don't under Look Under wraps. the Bed. I remember Don't what? Look Under the Bed. Yeah, Don't Look Under the Bed. Yep. Where your imaginary friend, when you stop believing in them, they become uh, the boogeyman. Yeah. I think that was, like, that's, like, terrifying because, like, could you imagine? I'd believe in my imaginary friend until death. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, you're definitely real. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no, like, I feel like now, like, um, they don't do stuff like that. Like, there's not horror for kids anymore. No. No, like I said, the only thing that brought it back for a moment was R.L. Stein's Haunting Hour. Yeah. But they took it off. And I now he's got another show. very differently. Yeah, he, I, 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 it's just I wish it would make a comeback. Well, like, <laughs> I really do. It, 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 it's bad though because like, I watched like not even horror. Like when I was four or five, I was watching like the normal cartoons. But like now, four and five year olds are still watching like Nick Junior t- cartoons. You know, whereas I was already like Scooby Doo, like transitioned to like the good shit. They're still watching yeah. little little kid cartoons that I would have been like, that's I was lame. five balancing checkbooks and shit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so but, or like really Courage the Cowardly time. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. I love oh, that man. shit. And there's like, Re- dude, watching it now, there's some creepy stuff on there. Like, Oh, do you remember the the Ramsey's Curse where it's like, return the slab or suffer the consequences? Or no, suffer the curse. Yeah. Like, that shit was creepy and <laughs> used to always like, what's your offer? <laughs> well, I, I watched, uh, I, 
Like, last year, when we first moved down to North Carolina, I was like, I'm going to watch Kurtz the Cowardly Dog, because they put all the seasons on Hulu. And uh, I just remember, like, I put the first episode on, and Sierra fell asleep, and I was like, this is kind of creepy. <laughs> like, Oh, it is? Yeah. What was it, the one, the, the zombie director? And, the, and you could totally tell he's, like, trying to, like, pay homage to George Romero yeah. with his name or something. Do you guys remember that? I think Where he's, I like, do. trying to cast Muriel and Eustace in the movie. And like, and then he ends up dig- digging up one of his zombie friends, and like, the guy's a zombie. Like, I don't, I don't know, but they paid homage to like George Romero and like Night of the Living Dead. And then I remember like another episode of being on there where it was like, the moon was a face, mm-hmm. and that fucking creeped me yeah, out. Yeah, I, I don't know what uh, you're talking about. Um, I wasn't a kid. I, I was in like middle school or high school, or like junior high when it first came out, but um. Salad fingers scared the shit oh, out yeah, of me. Oh, yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> salad fingers. Dude, that rusty stains. Dude, I had the worst nightmare. Um, oh, the music was so creepy. Oh yeah, God. I had the worst nightmare salad that he was in was my dad's creepy. house, and, but it was like a real-life version of it. Do you remember his little finger puppets that he'd, like, lick? He'd, like, yeah. Like, yeah, Hubert Cumberdale. Jeremy he, like, <laughs> licked them and, like, sucked on them. It was weird. Marjorie yep. Stewart Baxter. <laughs> the guy who makes it... He makes a lot of really creepy shorts. Like, and, like, like they're and all stuff. in like that world, which is supposed to be like poke, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, dude. There's deal. one. I don't remember what it's called, but it's so fucking weird. And it's like, um, I don't even remember what happens. This guy's like watering a dog or some shit, and then the dog like rips the guy's arms and legs off and puts it on himself, and like. I, I don't even remember. It's fucking weird. <laughs> Anyone that creates salad fingers has got a warped sense of mind. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, mm, they've got to live in some basement somewhere <laughs> hidden from the world because there's something wrong with them. Without a doubt. Salad fingers has given me more nightmares than anything else in my life. <laughs> but, um, well, all right. what do you guys say? That pretty much uh, covers we covered a lot I'd say right we did cover a lot we've been on for over two hours so <laughs> <laughs> um, hey when you're taking a trip down memory lane you could go on forever yeah. bringing up old shit yeah but uh alright I guess I'll do the outro and we'll call it a night alright sounds good alright so that's gonna wrap it up for our uh kids nostalgia horror episode whatever you wanna call it I haven't even thought of what to call it yet but uh we want to thank Steven again for coming on. Like we always love having you on, dude. <laughs> always a pleasure, guys. I I love it, uh, and I always look forward to being on more episodes. It's it's always fun to talk anything scary or horror related with friends. So I thank you guys again for having me on. Yeah, dude. Anytime. Um, next week we're gonna be doing a Stephen King episode. We're gonna be covering three Stephen King films. Uh, we'll let you guys know what they are later on on um, Facebook or Instagram, where you could follow us at Horror Haven Podcast. And uh, I think that's about it. If you have any suggestions, uh, you can hit us up on there. Or anything that you want to bring up from your childhood that you remember that's horror related that maybe we didn't cover. There's so much that we could have covered, like. It, it's endless and everybody watched different stuff so if there's anything that uh, you want to bring up definitely let us know and we'd like to hear from you and I think that's it have a great night adios have, have a scary good night Ooh, spooky, spooky. <laughs> <laughs>